Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. In this episode, Nancy quotes the Puritan Jeremiah Burroughs, The devil loves to fish in troubled waters. This week, Canon Press released Jeremiah Burroughs' The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment with an introduction from Nancy. From the introduction, Nancy says, Burroughs, being a wise pastor, works the teaching of contentment into every possible nook and cranny in the Christian life. It requires diligent application. If we are to say with Paul that we have learned the secret of being content in all circumstances. Get Jeremiah Burroughs' The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment with an introduction from Nancy Wilson today at canonpress.com. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. I'm Nancy Wilson. Glad you are joining me today. Today I'd like to follow up last week's chat about the gentle and quiet spirit by talking a little more about fear and anxiety, talking a little more about fear and anxiety and how these are the biggest threats to a quiet spirit. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just learn how to get the upper hand on our fears and worries? And that's the goal. I want to help equip you to really do that. And I believe the Bible gives us really clear instructions on how to go about it. But just like so many aspects of the Christian life, it's simple to understand, but it's hard to do. It's not always easy, but it's simple. So don't think I'm going to give you 10 steps to an easy life because far from that, I'm going to encourage you to uh, go fight win. And I'm going to, Lord willing, show you what the Bible lays out for us and how we can apply it and make it real in our own lives. So my goal in the podcast overall is just to emphasize the practical application of all the Bible says, of all God teaches us to do. Because, as you know, it's never enough to just read it and then say, well, that was very inspirational for today. But the goal is to actually do what it says. And that's where we want to go. We want to be women who read the word, women of the word, but women who do the word, obey the word. So let's say you want to have a gentle, quiet spirit, but, and it sounds, you know, very appealing and very nice, but very unrealistic. And you are plagued with some pet fears that really keep on hounding you, and maybe they've been hounding you for years. And so the question is, how can you be free from fear? An old Puritan said, the devil loves to fish in troubled waters. And in other words, when our spirit is troubled, when our spirit is churned up, then we are totally set up for other temptations. And we are not in a good position to resist them. We're very vulnerable. And so that's what that means. The devil finds good fishing. All he has to do is look for a woman who is upset, troubled, fearful, anxious, and then he can plant all kinds of other temptations to worry, to become angry, to be critical of people, all, you know, so many other things. So what I want you to see, first of all, 
is that worry, fear, anxiety are all the result of setting your mind on worrisome topics. So much, it seems like you could say, well, that's obvious, right? But all those subjects that you are filling your mind with day in, day out, and maybe taking to bed with you are causing your spirit to be troubled. And that's why there's all this good fishing. And you're listening to yourself and you're giving way to all kinds of fear-inspiring ideas and thoughts. So no wonder you're so miserable. It's like you feel so trapped in this. And you have this awful soundtrack going in your mind. You know, that soundtrack that reminds you of all the favorite what-ifs you have? You know, what if I never get married? What if my husband dies? What if my children don't turn out? What if I get fired? What if I don't get the job? What if, what if, what if? That's one of the things in the soundtrack that you need to red flag. It brings up all kinds of scenarios and dredges up all kinds of future possibilities and terrible outcomes. It's like we are, if you think about it for a minute, we are writing bad stories for ourselves to believe. And what a waste of our time. Um, the other sort of thing you could be thinking about might be all your past sins or telling yourself what a loser you are and how nobody really appreciates you or grumbling to yourself or justifying yourself or comparing yourself to others, either by looking down on them or looking down on yourself or just reviewing all the wrongs that others have committed against you. These are all kinds of bad playlists. These are not healthy thoughts. This is not what Christian women should be meditating on. It's just a lot of bad stuff. And it's what I call dumpster diving. And there's always a dumpster. So why be down in there examining all the relics of the past? It just makes you feel awful. So it's very important that we change the station. We learn to set our minds on a different station. And the scripture addresses this. And you're probably thinking already of scriptures that do. Um, Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things above, not things on earth. Okay, set your mind. Set your mind. Um, what are we supposed to be listening to all day and all night? What does the Bible tell us to do with our cares? He says we are to, the scripture says, Jesus says, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. Um, Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. So we are to be careful of nothing. We're not to be full of cares. We're to give all of our cares to our God. So we want to identify this bad bunch of playlists we have in our head that we're playing every day to ourselves. We want to identify it. We want to pay attention. And we want to set our mind somewhere else. Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for no thing. No exceptions. And this takes some doing because we like to sort of spend our time doing this. Um, we like to worry. We like to be anxious or we wouldn't do it otherwise. Thomas Watson, the wonderful Puritan pastor, said, 
The flesh inclines us more to believe a temptation than a promise. And so we need to turn this around and start paying attention, listening to what we're telling ourselves all day, and change that station and start believing God's promises and not believing temptations. There's always something to worry about. Um, We can always find something to be fearful about, but it's an indulgence, right? It is indulging sin. And so we, the other danger here is to start trying to analyze why you do it. You know, because I said we wouldn't do it if we didn't like it, if there wasn't something in it for us. And so we might want to start looking at it and trying to examine it and figure out why, why do I worry? Why do I get anxious? Why? And I'm just going to suggest that you not do that because sin is always irrational and it never makes sense. So there's not really any profit in trying to explain to yourself why you do it. And there's nothing to be gained by thinking, well, I just inherited this tendency from my parents. My mom was a worrier. My grandma was a worrier. So I'm just going to follow in their footsteps and I'm going to be a worrier also. Oh, did I say warrior? (laughs) Worrier? Also, I'd say, well, I'm just going to say, of course you inherited it. We inherited all of our sins from Adam on down. And so there's no good blaming it on our ancestors. There's no good in that. And that isn't going to free us from it at all. So rather than trying to spin your wheels, you know, and waste time trying to analyze your sin, it's far better to just run away from it. Like, let's just get out of here. Let's just change the station. So the first order of business, confession of sin, always. So acknowledge your sins to God. You can be as specific as you can. I've been worried, Lord, I confess I've been worrying about this, this, and this. Lord, I confess that I've been fearful of these things. So acknowledge your sin and then thank him for his forgiveness. One of the amazing things is, is we don't have to beg God for forgiveness because he has already promised it to us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So as you are confessing these things, you may think, well, I can't remember everything I've been fearful of. Well, you don't need to. You confess the things you do remember, and then you just thank him for forgiving you for all of it, even the ones you don't remember. All right, so you acknowledge your sin. You Thank him for his forgiveness. And now you need to begin the hard work of mental discipline. First, you need to pay attention to your thoughts, all right? Don't just wander through the day letting them go where they will. Pay attention. Tune in. You know how background music can kind of just fade where you're not really paying attention to it, but it's there. And we want our thoughts to be, we want to take dominion of them. We want to pay attention to them. We can't let them just fade into the background. So pay attention to what you are saying to yourself, what you're listening to all day, and take responsibility for it. So this is what takes some effort. Just like reading your Bible takes effort, right? You can't just set it on your lap and expect it all to just come into your head. (laughs) So we have to take We have to pray about this. We have to take pains in this area. 
and say, Lord, help me anytime my thoughts start to wander off in areas that are not glorifying you. Help me to just stop, confess it if I've let it go too far, and change the subject. Spurgeon said, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. So a stray thought flying over your head, if you brush it aside, I don't think it's a sin. You just, you can ask God to help you change the subject. But once you let it light in your hair, once you let it start building a nest where you have grabbed onto that thought and started to feed it a little bit, then you have, you need to confess it and forsake it. But we don't have to confess every random thought that just zings through if we are pushing it away, like shooing off the birds, get lost, get out of here. It's not a sin. But we have to pay attention, or before you know it, they will definitely build a nest. So you have to change the subject. Now, Philippians 4.8 gives us a nice list of things we are supposed to meditate on. And what is meditation? Well, it's turning things over in your mind, chewing on them, filling your mind with it. It's not the kind of meditation of closing your eyes and getting in a quiet corner and just thinking thoughts. This is about all day long, just chewing on things, thinking about things, meditating on things. You all know this verse. It's a popular one to put on a card or a plaque. You know, we all know. But there's something so important here that we don't want to miss. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, sistren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. All right. Just to review, true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, praiseworthy. So there is your list of things to meditate on. Now, a lot of what we've perhaps been meditating on do not fall in any of those categories. You can think about your temptations to fear, for example. Uh, Are they true? No, it's all like what-if questions. Are they noble? No, because you're not trusting God. Are they just and pure and lovely? They're certainly not lovely. Anxiety and fear are like taking ugly pills. Are they of good report? Are they praiseworthy? No, (laughs) they are not. So go ahead and do that little review and say, well, when I am grumbling about my work, is that lovely? Is that pure? Is that praiseworthy? Is it a good report? Guess what I thought about all day? No, it isn't. This is a super practical verse here. This is like Paul is saying, okay, what do I want you to think about? Here's your little list. Now fill this out. And this is what you meditate on. So you have a choice what you're going to be thinking about during the day. And I suggest, just to help you get started, if you need You know, if you just need a little bit of a training wheel time to get started on this, make a few lists of things that, okay, when I am going to kick out the grumbling or kick out the fear or the anxiety or the worry, what am I going to do instead? What am I supposed to think about? Well, of course you can pray. 
instead of grumbling about how one of the kids didn't make their bed or whatever it is, pray for that little person. Uh, Say, Lord, forgive me for grumbling in my spirit. I came in and I started grumbling. They didn't do what I told them, blah, 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 blah. Nobody appreciates me and they don't, etc. Say, no. Lord, please bless this little guy. Help him to grow up to be a man of God who fears you. Help me to be the kind of mother who is going to be one of his chief blessings. You know, you get the idea. You can pray for people in your family. You can pray for your church. You can pray for your pastors. There's many things that you can pray for. You can also show some gratitude. Start just going through your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for the weather. Thank you for the view out my back window. Thank you that you've given me so many good things to do. Help me to walk in all the good things you've given me to do today, and so forth. But make yourself a little list. And when you run out of things, you know, you can start planning your grocery list. You can start, I don't know, helping <laughs> helping a neighbor, helping someone else. Uh, that Going over your to-do list, reviewing the bills and paying the bills, or just doing your job. Anything that is true and just and noble, clean the bathroom. That's a noble job. <laughs> but change the subject and don't listen to yourself. Put on the scriptures and listen to those or on some Christian music and sing. Uh, listen to a book. But you have to take action. You can't just sit and wait for your thoughts to drift off into the, the noble topics. I guarantee you it just doesn't happen like that. Now, after you've become experienced in this, after you have practiced this for a while, it will become a habit of mind. It will become an instinct like, no, I'm not going there. Quick to seek forgiveness. Quick to set your mind on something else. But this is going to require some discipline. You're not going to meditate on how others have wronged you or what might happen in the future, but you're going to think about the good things God has done, the good things he's doing, and the good things he has promised to do. So, we're in Christ. We are to reckon our flesh dead in him. We are no longer slaves to the flesh. So believe the promise and ask God to help you, fill you with his spirit to help you set your mind on things above. And then, ladies, I think you're going to be surprised at how refreshing it is. It's going to seem like a lot of work at first, but it's also going to feel like you are enjoying a peaceful spirit, quiet spirit. You're going to see the beauty of it and how much other people enjoy uh, the beauty of it as well. And so God bless you all as you go through your week. And I hope you'll join me again next time. Goodbye.